0: Welcome to episode 21 of the Permaculture Pimp Cast. Thanks everybody for checking us out. We're the only pimp cast out there where we discuss permaculture preparedness and practical living how you doing son good how are you man doing good man it's uh busy busy but it's better than not being busy
1: i don't think i can listen to our intro music anymore why like our intro intro song why like it's ruined
0: now.
1: <laughs> think of it's the podcast every time. I can't listen to it outside of the podcast anymore. Well, how many times do you ever <laughs> listen to Band. the Gap Band? Every once in a while. Every. One-
0: <laughs> I mean, okay. Well, I raised. I can't you right. listen to
1: the Gap Band outside of the podcast
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it's uh, I I love that song, man. I mean, I love what it's. Well, I love part of it. You know, it's saying get up early in the morning, man. That's what we do. Um. But man, the news, everything around us is crazy and it's only going to get crazier, folks. And that's why we're going to talk about preparedness today. Remember, if you're going to listen to us, check us out on the fountain app and also go to freesteading.com. Y'all, we're having bigger yep. presence over there. Go check it out. It'll be linked at the top of the show notes. Also, remember, we got that uh, the end of this month. It's going to be September 30th. We are going to be doing the next edition to the Swale class. And it's going to consist of a guild.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be showing you how to plant a bare root tree, uh, or or they're going to be potted bare root or potted. Well, we're, we're it, not sure yet.
0: Excuse me. The, t- it's kind of touch and go right now, as far as the trees go. I mean, we're going to have them, but it's doubtful that they're going to be bare roots. So,
1: so regardless of the tree, we're going to show you how to plant that tree and how to install the, the guild around it, the support species around that tree
0: we got a pretty unique way about putting in the cover crop after that and how we go about it. Um, You're going to learn all that stuff, and you're going to learn a whole lot more. But, hey, here's the part you don't yet know you're finding out here. Michelle is going to be with me. Also, Eric Sider. you heard me uh, interview him a while back. Eric's going to be there and uh yeah
1: so all the women that have been asking us like hey where's Michelle I wanted to meet Michelle and all that stuff now's your chance to go meet mom it's weird calling her Michelle
0: yeah I know it's (laughs) it's it's weird getting her out man I mean she you cannot get her because honestly she loves what she does so much man and it's tough to get her out but she had some real good she had a real good reason to come here I mean she it's not that she doesn't want to meet everybody that's really not the case it's um (laughs) I mean we really do farm. We're not like a, some folks out there where yeah. we pretend to farm. We actually we got this
1: stuff and, and we do it. And for the foreseeable future, it's either going to be me with that or mom with that cuz she's not about to leave her little babies. Her little animals alone with, with some stranger. Anybody, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: or even if somebody she knows. I mean, yeah. well, Justin time, watched them that one time, and she was. Uh, still, just, Justin did a fantastic <laughs> Justin did job. Awesome, I mean, but mom it was, was
1: still tripping. I was
0: like, dude, I wanted to go back out, man. But sh- here she was, man. She will drive you nuts because she has this thing where every woman in her family, man, they have this thing where they just they worry incessantly to the point where you can honestly feel it in different rooms. Yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah, the most bizarre can, thing I've ever. It. I mean, it's literally the force, man. It's like she's some kind of weird Jedi, man. Um, <laughs> she ain't doing that mind trick on me though. <laughs> At least I don't think so. She did that mind trick on you to get Nala. <laughs> yeah, she did actually. Yeah. No, I knew she was sitting there she and it did. still worked. <laughs> yeah, well, we got that little hood rat dog of hers and yeah, she did the she yeah, the Jedi mind trick worked on me then. All right, y'all, tip of the day. And it's all in keeping with the theme of the podcast. We're going to be talking about permaculture preparedness. And you might want to check it out because I'm going to be hitting some things I'm not sure you thought about before. Here you go. Train at night. What do I mean by that? I'm here to tell y'all folks, the biggest uncomfortable barrier for most people in, let's say, a grid-down scenario um, whether it's an EMP, whatever the case may be, um, let's just say things degenerate to the point where people aren't showing up to work at powerhouses. You mean this is the tip of the day? Yeah. Train at night. Train oh, at okay. night. Yeah.
1: I thought you were getting in. It sounded like you were getting into the main topic at first. No, Train or, at night or is the tip it could of the be, day.
0: it could be, I mean, with some of the things that we're seeing unfold right now, look y'all, we don't do the fear and we don't do, we don't say anything without providing solutions, but I am telling you. Even if you do nothing else, one of the hardest things for a soldier to learn when they first get into the military is the fact that you don't have the benefit of walking around with a flashlight like most people do. I mean, you are in very dangerous terrain. I mean, whether it was the jungles of Panama, whether it was Alaska, which wasn't so bad because you always have some level of visibility, even in low light in a Arctic environment, because you always have some snow out there. So, Whatever little light there is, it always provides some level of visibility. But you're going to have to get comfortable in some places, especially on your farm, if you don't have night vision. And if you do have night vision, you put the IR setting on there or infrared, you're giving away your position to anybody else that might have night vision. So you want to get good at walking around at night using your peripheral vision. That's how you do it. You don't look at anything directly. You're kind of looking at everything with your peripheral vision. Once you, there is no bigger annoyance that I ever have is when I would go to some of these homestead gatherings and everybody, not everybody, but just about everybody is wearing these stupid headlights. It drives yeah. me nuts, I man. I
1: hate headlights. I absolutely hate it when people bring headlights to these festivals when it gets dark. I hate it. Cause it
0: just, you can't, you're blinding the other person. You're not, you're not just blinding them because once you do get your night vision, um, the moment you look at something bright. You're screwed for... you got to start all over again. Yeah, you're right back at square one. And here's another reason why you don't want those headlights. I'm going to spend a little time on this, y'all, is two things are going to give you way in a tactical environment, smell and sight. If you're at night, and let's just say it's a grid-down scenario, whatever the case may be, you got one of those headlights on, I mean, light discipline is going to get probably more people massacred than anything. Because most people cannot function without, I mean, it's not that they can't, they just never have done it. They don't realize how well you can function, even in a rugged environment like ours, at night without a headlight. You really can do it.
1: Yeah, it's kind of fun, actually. It's a little freaky using your peripheral vision, but it's it's fun. But also with the headlight, you're making yourself do uh, tunnel vision. You're sticking yourself yeah. into tunnel vision because you're not going to look anywhere that a headlight isn't.
0: Now, it's one thing if you shot a deer like right before, uh, before sun's down and you're going out there because when you're out there with a lantern and you're looking for those blood trails, let's say you, you hit them with a bow and it's now dark and you're going to have to track that deer. Well, in those cases, man, that yeah. blood sticks out like a fluorescent yeah. light. I mean, yeah. it'll bounce off that lantern like nobody's business. Cases like that, it has a role. But in terms of a tactical environment, there's going to be a whole lot of people, man, that give themselves up because of those stupid headlights. I hate those things with a passion. And and every single time they break them out, man, you know your night vision is going to be shot.
1: Also, we're not saying like, hey, you have to go check your animals every single time at dark or anything like that. He's talking specifically in a tactical environment. Just practice now.
0: Maybe if you live rurally like we do, just turn off the lights outside and just let your night vision Um, even, you know, if it it could be your house, you might want some blackout shades. Um, think about it. It could be a place where you're out and it could be a clandestine type patrol base situation. And you have a fire out there. I got news for you. No soldier ever lights a fire. And there's a reason for that because you can smell it forever in a day. And you can also see it. I mean, it sticks out when you're in, you'd be shocked at how much light it takes a lot of discipline, y'all. So these are things you want to, that's why when dusk would come around in a very tactical environment back in the day, and I'm talking like civil war type stuff. Well, even before then, even revolutionary war, French and Indian war, stuff like that is that they would build that fire during the day. And then at night they would rely on the coals, you know, to keep them warm. You lay down, you could even see it in that old movie, Jeremiah Johnson where he lays down those coals, he gets burned up. And the old man I don't tells know him why you
1: looked at me Dad. I don't know what that movie is. Well, dude, that's that's
0: an awesome movie from way back, man. He's, he puts those coals out there and then he jumps up in the middle of the night. Old man looks over him. Yep. I could tell you didn't put enough dirt on it. Saw it right off, but he didn't bother <laughs> telling this dude, man. He about got fried on this thing, but, um, he just wanted to make sure he was right. Well, that's the longest <laughs> I've ever, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Saw it right off. So, I mean, this is what you want to know folks in terms of we're talking about permaculture preparedness and I'm telling you number one thing that's going to get you from a tactical standpoint is your inability to look around at night. I can't over I can't emphasize this enough. Having night visions all well and good. It has its role. It has its place, but I'm here to tell you, you better start like a lot of these homestead gatherings, man. It would burn me up every time I'd talk about, Hey, why don't we turn those headlights off? Well, I got to get around. look, you're messing yourself up. I won't, I won't beat that dead horse anymore. All right, on to the farm news. Um, Son, we are scheduling some weapons training for your mom, your cousin, and your wife. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. going to get them squared away. Uh, go ahead and get their concealed carry, although I can make a pretty compelling argument as to why that should never be needed. Yeah. But... um you know, second amendments should
1: be sufficient. Yeah, I don't think we need to make that argument on this platform. I think everybody here agrees. Yeah,
0: I would definitely (laughs) agree on that. But honestly, I want to get them training that's not by me. Because it's like a doctor treating their own family, you know. I want them to get trained by somebody other than me because honestly, your mom's going to be fighting every single step of the way. And... Well, and, I mean, these people train this. You know what
1: I mean? It's I mean they might be like competent in homesteading and stuff like that, but they don't teach homesteading. Right. Like like we do. And you know we I, don't I don't I'm I actually I should probably take that training as well.
0: Well yeah, I mean all of us really should and, and I need to brush up on some of it. But I mean a rifle's more my thing. And um we're gonna get them squared away, man. And and part of the reason why and I'll go down the rundown of what I'm getting at in the news is man, people are being beat over the head for the groceries in their cart for crying out loud, yeah, I mean, this is folks i'm not I'm not selling you fear or nothing, but honestly, and I've been frankly very critical, as some of you know on YouTube about some of these people that go on about fear, but the ones I'm being critical about were the ones that were doing things that were specifically homesteading, and then overnight, um they're now experts in all thing preparedness, even though I know these people have never left that little small place of where they live. Look, I'm not going to blow smoke here. Things are weird. That's why I'm saying you better be thinking about what you're doing with your money. I don't understand why over and over and over again, the people I know are constantly on vacation. I was texting Miss Wanda at yeah. Deep South Homestead about this. People I know are constantly, you know, if, it's like your mom said, and she said it on the way driving back the other day. She's like, if you've been through these last two years and the first thing you thought to do after coming out when you got a little bit of breath of fresh air was, hey, I got a whole bank of um, trips I'm going on, then you might deserve what's going to befall you.
1: I I can understand almost if you're thinking like, hey, I'm going to go see these things. I'm going to go visit these places while I still can that I I can kind of understand that. But that's not what the majority of these people are doing.
0: No, it's really, um, there's a lot of escapism and like we were talking about before, we never really feel the compulsion to go out and, um, I can honestly say for years, I've never felt the compulsion to go on a vacation. If anything, we do a working vacation, like, um, We'll like go down, festivals. Yeah, well, we'll do festivals where, you know, I don't know anybody in Europe, man. I mean, I don't know anybody yeah. over there. Does anybody
1: want to learn how to process a pig in Europe?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I mean, that's fine if you want to go there. That's fine. I mean, there are things on this planet I still want to see. I want to see where my great uncle died uh, near Normandy, where he's buried. I want to see that. I want to see um, the pastel, the, the things that I've only read about, the things I've only ever seen. Uh, through picture, there are things on this planet I really want to see, but right now is not that time. And if you're one of those people that feels like you have to, okay, good. I mean, hopefully you got your house in order, but the people I know personally that are constantly on vacation, do you know these people too?
1: Yeah. My, well, I have a brother-in-law that's like that. Yeah. He's constantly, constantly gone, like always going on the next trip. And if he's not on the next trip, he's planning the next one.
0: And I understand. I mean, you know, I love the notion of traveling, but you know what? There's a whole lot of things right here in the United States of Amnesia I have yet to see. There's yeah. a whole lot of people here that there's I,
1: traveling, and then there's escaping.
0: I, I think the two can overlap, but at the same time, um, it it it. Good night, man. I mean, I'll get you know. I'll come. I'll come to this here in a little bit. I want to co- cover one more thing of Farmstead News. Look, that chicken tractor on steroids is working better than it ever has. So if you're not checking it out right now, look, y'all, we are feeding these birds for free. We are making compost for free, for free. Awesome compost. You can't buy this compost. You cannot buy it. That's a fact. You're not going to find it anywhere. You're not going to. There's no store you can do. There's no store you can go to that's going to make it better than you can make it at your own place. And we're showing you how to do it.
1: I could with the materials here, I could set aside a whole pile for you, make it for you. And it still won't be as good as the stuff that you make at your place. You want to tell them why? Because it's completely different microbes in your soil. Completely different.
0: Right. So when you have Dr. Elaine Ingham has covered this, I mean, in the most massive way that makes the most sense. You got all these microorganisms, most of which probably aren't even discovered yet. And just like we have different people that are better adapted to certain places, like, uh, you know, you take a you take a person in sub-Saharan Africa and you drop them off at the North Pole, they're probably not going to do so well.
1: Yeah, they're going to last a day.
0: <laughs> same thing with an uh, Inuit. You were to take them, yep. drop them off in the, in the equator, they're going to have a hard time. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the same thing with your microbes, folks. That's why I'm saying unless that compost was produced... And you got to know the methods in which it was done. This is, I mean, this is part of that preparedness. You have got to get yourself hot on that. And the chicken tractor on steroids makes it a lot easier. Now, there's a fair amount of work. If you're used to just going out there, throwing your feet to your chickens and moving them on, nothing wrong with that. But if you want a system that's basically going to put groceries. <sighs> this is, if you can do the
1: labor, if you have the time, well, you have the time. If you can do the labor, it's worth it's definitely worth doing if you have chickens because it's gonna cut down or eliminate your feed costs. Um it's gonna you know, you're gonna get compost out of the deal. Um I mean it, it just makes sense if you're going to raise chickens and you can do the labor to do it this way.
0: Or do an eighteen day pile. You
1: can do that. Yeah, you can do an eighteen day pile and just give your chickens access to it.
0: You can do that, but also well, I don't know how you you can give them access afterwards because you're gonna have to de- you're gonna need that covered in the 18 day process. The difference is in 18 days you're putting your hands and flipping that pile nine times. You're only doing it four times in a system like this. You're only flipping that thing four times. Actually,
1: I would be curious to see how an 18 day compost pile would do with ax- with chicken access and flipping it every other day. You'd probably have to. Inc- you would definitely have to increase the water. You'd have to add water as you go.
0: Well, that's one of the downsides, and and it's not even a downside. It's just a maintenance thing on the chicken tractor on steroids because they aren't covered. Right. Your moisture has got. You got to pay attention to it. So it's not a it's not a laissez-faire type approach to farming, y'all. But I'm bringing all this. Like I said, once again, it's a tapestry we're weaving here. Now let's let's kind of kick on down to. I'm not going to go into any great detail on this, son. I'm using this as part as a part of the backdrop of our main topic. Look here. Um, Arsenio Toledo, this can't be the guy's real name, but this is home prices could crash by 20% next year, experts warn. Well, I've heard some that in places like where we live in North Carolina, they could drop as much as 50. Yeah. I mean, think of how much they've increased
1: since we've moved here. It's been over,
0: over 50. Oh, absolutely. I mean, our house is probably double what it was. What it was worth before, and he probably much more than that because of all the improvements. Yeah, we've we made. did do some improvements. A lot of improvements. Yeah. And we're still doing them. <laughs> I mean, we're YouTube. still we're still finding Christmas trees out there, man. <laughs> and uh, the ornaments and soccer I'm balls. Telling, yeah. Taiwan asserts its right to defend itself to a counterattack if China invades, okay? We talked about it a couple of podcasts ago about all these chips, and the only place on planet Earth where they are produced is Taiwan. In fact, look at our pharmaceutical industry. Where do you think all that comes from? It's I mean, it's from China, for crying out loud. It's India. All these places on the planet where these things are produced where they ought to be considered national security. Well, yeah. it, you know, it's national security for the powers it shouldn't be. Okay. Fully armed Russian Navy ship navigates between Britain and Ireland. Hmm. Okay. U.S. aircraft carrier breaks down one day into a four-month mission to the U.S. Okay. You know what? There's insiders out there saying that it's not actually breaking down like that so-called that British destroyer that just they said it just quit working. Well, what some insiders are saying that you know what EMPs are being shot at these things, hmm. and they're and they're pretty much dead in the water. Forgive the pun. Um, here's Shout
1: a, out EMP Shield. There you go. Maybe do they do them for boats?
0: Yeah, they do them for everything. Oh wow. And EMP. I mean, you can put it on your solar rig. In fact, I'm going to have to go get one. I'm have to go buy one for that, for this uh, new solar array we're putting in. Mm. But, I mean, here's another one that's going to get closer to home. 14 alternative ways to stay warm without electricity. Believe me, we're going to cover that a little bit that's more detail. timely,
1: especially from the last episode.
0: Well, and then we're also hearing news that uh, the, Russian, the Russians are basically saying, look, y'all, I mean, take it for what it's worth. I don't know what you're going to do with it, but the Russians are basically saying we are heading towards – basically another ice age man is what they're reporting but who knows i mean all i know is you better this is why i say stay alert stay alive at the end of every podcast y'all that's why i say it and now things are starting to get real as you can see things unfold i mean every single thing out there is degenerating now it's not making me afraid um we've been at this a long time but i'm seeing the same people who are telling me they don't have they can't prepare they can't do this on constant vacation like nothing yep. i've ever seen yeah i mean i'm not talking about like hey we're gonna jump in the fifth wheel we're gonna go a few hours away we're talking like
1: or just spending money on dumb stuff just like absolute dumb stuff like all, just ridiculous car payments like just like and then updating that car like buying the car and then realizing you're a year your model late and then upgrading it yeah it, you know you know but claim you can't put back food yeah, for your children.
0: Yeah. You know, it gets me on a lot of that, man. Um, it it always blew my mind in Texas, man. All these guys would tell me I can't afford to prepare. But You're driving around a $70,000 truck. Yeah. I mean, come on, yeah. man. Don't you can me...
1: sell that and fund a homestead.
0: Well, y'all, the reason I'm really going down all this is that we're going to hit this whole I mean, there is not a happy story in any of this stuff. I mean, listen, as uh, Judy Mikovits explains, how glyphosate amplifies toxicity in COVID vaccines. Um, if we were on YouTube, they would basically shut us down yeah, at this point right just by now. saying that.
1: <laughs> right now, we would have technical d- difficulties, and we still might, actually.
0: Yeah, well, Stu uh, Peters talked about it on... Um, well, they have been suppressing us more and more. It's funny that we'll get a video that's you know, yeah. off and running, and we you know how these patterns work in these things. And you'll find out there's other homestead channels not even producing videos, and then all of a sudden they're pulling in a thousand subscribers a day, so they ramp you up and ramp you down you don't
1: go from you don't go from a hundred thousand view video down to a two thousand view video in two weeks, yeah, yeah,
0: or one that's hot i mean it yeah. it's just look y'all, they're playing games with everything, and you'll see that the ones that are most promoted on things like YouTube are the people that are never going to get you to ask critical questions, which is part of the reason why I'm trying to funnel as many people over to freesteading.com because we have got to have a plan B and that's part of what this podcast is. Plus I just really, I really enjoy doing this thing. Um, but yeah, as far as that glyphosate, and it amplifies the toxicity of the covid vaccine vaccines right. you had something to say about that too right well
1: yeah it sounds like they've been like 10 years ago they introduced the glyphosate so they could get us ready and used to ingesting glyphosate by the time they rolled this thing out this injection out just to exacerbate the the side effects
0: oh we're not allowed to talk about that
1: well but, well if they cuz if they rolled out glyphosate a year before this happened then it'd be super obvious to everybody as if it's not already. But if it, by unveiling it 10 years ago, I mean, they've been planning this for how long, dad?
0: Yeah, well, there was <laughs> this a, isn't a new phenomenon. There was a lady I had a discussion with the other day and there and man, she was so deep in the matrix. She's like, well, they're doctors, you know, and I'm like, I, I just kind of sit there incredulous like, okay, so another appeal to authority. Oh, they're doctors. Well, guess who else was a doctor? Stanley The dumbest Gotland. person I know. Yeah, that was a doctor. We can't say his name, but Stanley Gottlieb was a doctor. You know what? Who else was a doctor? Uh, who was that guy that worked for the Nazis, son? It worked for us, too, Dad. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mangala? Mangala, yeah. He worked for us, too. Nobody wants to talk about that. Operation uh, paperclip. paperclip. Yeah. Um, who else was a doctor? Uh, Jolly and West. He was running MKUltra for a while. You want to know how many people they murdered in that? And that was your government, too. You know what? Tony Merkel from
1: the confessionals. He's a doctor and he bought it overnight.
0: He's an MD, huh? he's a doctor. MD stands for, you know what? Maybe I'll go. (laughs) Okay. I can see some really interesting places to go for, but you know, Dr.
1: Pastor Ray's pimp.
0: Oh oh, yeah. P H D. Yeah. Tip a pimp. Y'all check us out over there at that uh, fountain app. So man, we'll throw a doctor on there too. I want to find out more about that when this show is all over. But, um, you know, these whole, everybody that's out there saying, well, he's a doctor or she's a doctor. I mean, they would fall all over themselves. I remember back in Texas, anytime somebody was a doctor, like I said, look at some of the biggest mass murderers in history. You know who else is a doctor? How about Tony Fauci?
1: Hey guys, if you are, if you are a doctor, never tell your contractors that,
0: oh, that's a good way to double the price.
1: (laughs) <laughs> Never tell your contractors you're a doctor.
0: And that same doctor you were referring to <laughs> yeah. has been robbed. How many times? Telling first thing out of his how mouth. How deep was that well? How deep was that well? Man, <laughs> that thing must have been a mile deep. I don't know. Paid a hundred thousand dollars for a dry <laughs> he well. He was trying to penetrate the cur- the crust. Man, he was oh, trying to get man. over there to China. Man, two of them. <laughs> yeah. So you know, and then there's also that other thing like blackout risk in California. This is also tied into it as well. EV owners told to avoid charging their vehicles and power stuff. Look, there is no shortage. I can sit here. I mean, good night, y'all. I mean, every time I turn around, it's one more thing. And you can sit here. If you're sitting here as I used to, and admittedly, folks, I do. We don't talk about it much here. And we're going to hit on it more and more from time to time as it becomes relevant. We don't talk about it. But honestly, I do take in a large quantity of media in the course of a day when I'm working, because there's a lot of times when you're a farmer, y'all, there's a lot of repetitive work. Um, you see the highlights on YouTube. You hear about the highlights right, in this yeah, podcast. You guys
1: don't see the the day-to-day type stuff on YouTube.
0: If you're not able to do anything from a repetitive point of view, I mean there's so much reward in it, don't get me wrong. But part of what I love about this is that it I have the solitude. I could take the, you know, the earphones out of my ear. I can listen to nature when I want, or I can sit here and say, okay, gee, I could learn another language doing this um, while I'm working um, because some of it doesn't, uh, there's a lot of it that you better have your concentration on point, but there's also a fair amount too that, you know, I have the opportunity. So I'm taking in a lot like of the stuff digging I'm comfrey. You
1: about. We don't have to think too hard digging comfrey.
0: Right. So I'm sitting here and I'm educating myself about what's going on in the world. And so that's another thing that's burning me up about this. When I'm hearing these people, I work 16-hour days, and so do you. I work 16-hour yeah. days, sometimes even more than We're that. We're recording at 9.16 p.m. right now. Right, <laughs> exactly. So we work all these hours, and it's a labor of love. Don't get me wrong. Now there's gonna, I'm going to hit that brick wall, and I'm going to crash, and there's going to be one day where I probably sleep eight hours. And for me, that's a long time. Um, when I'm doing these things, I'm educating myself. So all these people that are constantly living on vacation, the people i warn incessantly, I'm not hearing as these things unfold, I'm not going to be hearing from you saying, Oh man, I'm, I'm, you know, no, no, I can't help you. I mean, I've done everything I could like the sons of Issachar. I saw the signs of the times and I made preparations for them. And these people are, con- man, those people used to house it for how many times were they going on vacation? son? twice a month,
1: Man, that summer they went on three or four vacations. That I think it was summer. more
0: than that was the ones. In where Those were all the ones I went. knew about. Yeah. yeah, that was the ones where. Yeah. So look, y'all, get out of that escapism. I'm not saying dig in the news and just you know drive yourself crazy because that can also give you analysis paralysis. But what it can also do when you're looking at this stuff, we're covering this to get you to. I know that I don't need to do it, but I'm just adding emphasis to what we're about to cover. And when we come back, we're going to get into it. Who is that, Dad? Uh, shoot. You picked it. Yeah, it's in my phone, Hold man. On, I can look it Clary up. Clary Brown quick. and the something, something like that.
1: Dad, how did you pick the song? How did you text me the song but not know who it was? I like the, the song. I downloaded it years ago, man. I just liked it. It, it kinda... <laughs> Clary Brown and the Bangin' rackettes. Yeah, I think they're the like The song those. is Love Letter.
0: Yeah. Anyway, it's a jam. <laughs> it's a jam. It's an old school jam. Um, I don't think
1: it's old school, Dan.
0: Well, it sounds it like. It just makes it sound like. Well, it they, they increase the gain so high and where it's kind of like overdone. It's kind of what. um. It's a. It was popular a few years back where everybody was kind of doing it.
1: Jack White did it. That. White Stripes did that.
0: I have no idea who any of those well. people are, man. Yeah. Doesn't sound like the Commodores to me, man. So I don't never heard of them. <laughs> but
1: then you know who this is. And then the next song you're gonna play. <laughs> yeah, and that song's a
0: jam, too. All right, y'all, we're gonna get into the topic here. Uh permaculture preparedness. Um you could you could even say homestead preparedness. Now, look, we're gonna blur the lines in this podcast. I think we pretty well decided that we're calling it the permaculture pimp cast, but who says that that's gotta stay within a certain paradigm? Yeah, I mean, nobody's
1: defined a pimp cast yet, so. Yeah. Find us on the spectrum.
0: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) So we can pretty much talk about a lot of things. And honestly, folks, preparedness, in my view, absolutely positively overlays with permaculture. Would you disagree, son? Well, permaculture is preparing. That's exactly what it is. A lot of
1: design is. is preparedness for what could happen.
0: But tell that to these purple people out there, man. Yeah. Oh, I got my kale field, bruh.
1: Yeah, I donated my kale surplus back to my snail farm (laughs)
0: that's actually going to make some good compost i think um all right so on someone else's property (laughs) well folks we're going to talk about things that aren't necessarily you may not you're not going to look at it necessarily from a permaculture remember i was into preparedness long before i ever got into permaculture but i've also found ways in which the two can overlap and we're going to talk about some of that today well right off the bat Everybody if you listen to any to well to a lot of the media that I listen to every other commercial they're talking about preparedness food freeze dried food and that's all well and good but you know most of us today have more time than money i don't know anybody that can afford I, in fact, I know very few people that can afford this preparedness food. And honestly, if you buy a lot of it, folks, you're going to find out there's a lot of drink mixes in there. There's yeah, a lot of bunk yeah. stuff, man. Yeah, 2,000 what they're calories calling a, meal a day in a meal. All sugar.
1: Yeah, what they're calling a meal is not a meal. You're going to be disappointed and in a bad spot.
0: Right. So <laughs> if you have a limited budget, we talked about it before. Um, we talked about it actually, I think, in the first podcast where we talked about how to feed. I think so. Yeah, it was how to feed yourself for like 73 days on 100 bucks. And that was we do a video it? as well. Yeah, it was also yeah. a video where we actually showed you how to do it. And I got a feeling we're probably going to do more of those kind of videos. Um, and that was with meat or no, not meat, uh, protein, carbs and fat. I believe it was. Yeah. So it can be done. So right off the bat, folks, if you're finding yourself in a bind, look, It's awesome that you can grow your own food and create your own resupply. But if you're just now coming out of the matrix right now, or maybe whatever your scenario, I I can't possibly figure what all those out, figure what all of those might be. But let me tell you right now, you can still go down to Sam's. You can go to Sam's, buy a 50 pound bag of white rice, which will keep forever in a day. Yep. Get yourself some Mylar bags, five gallon buckets, a, a a clothes iron, and you're in business and some uh, oxygen absorbers, 3000 CC oxygen absorbers are what I use for five gallon buckets. You can go down there, literally buy that bag of rice for about 20 bucks, a 50 pound bag. You can go to places like this Hayes uh, foods down there. Where was yeah, that again?
1: Hayes foods products? I think it was in a, was it Greenville, South It was there, Greenville, yeah. Yeah, you can buy 50-pound bags. 100 pounds. Oh, 100 Yeah, yeah, that's right. They are 100 pounds. 100-pound 100 bags of uh, beans of all kinds. Uh, straight from the farmer, really. They well, act they, like more like the middleman.
0: They were like, uh, yeah, they're like middleman. Uh, yeah. They were like grade A beans. I didn't even right. know they had they're different They're for restaurants. Yeah. yeah, this is like the high-end beans. I didn't know they had such a but, thing. like, was 35 like, bucks. Yeah. For 100 for 100, pound 100 pounds. Of beans that's a lot of doggone beans yeah 35 bucks for 100 pounds now I'm sure it's higher now yeah but still for crying out loud you go to Sam's now that rice is now real there might cheap. be a
1: pallet break too a price break at a pallet it,
0: it could be it yeah. could very well be but you can find some of these wholesale wholesale distributors um you know it, it gave me a big smile last time I was walking in the Sams to go get some supplies or something. I can't remember what I needed exactly. I think it was like a bunch of cayenne pepper and stuff. And um, I seen this lady pushing this big old cart, man. She must have had three or 400 pounds of rice on it. Well, you know what she's doing. I mean, yeah. she's bringing it back to the house, and she's probably doing the right thing. Seeing exactly the signs of the times, y'all. So instead of going out there, you could spend a pile of money – Buying this preparedness food, which a lot of times is junk, or we talked about it in the last podcast where we use our freeze dryer. Uh, for a harvest but guess yeah. what you can plant entire you can put entire meals up in there oh yeah freeze dry your own
1: yeah you did a bunch of uh fried rice um what else did you do oh
0: yeah your mom made a bunch of fried i mean she sometimes y'all when she's sick of cooking here's how she gets around it <laughs> she'll just make enough for like a week of something <laughs> yeah. you may really like yeah so because she's out there working look it ain't just she'll us, y'all. make
1: something that's amazing but never make enough of it Or she'll get in the mood where she's tired of cooking and then cooks for like a week all in one meal.
0: I'm like, okay, I love this thing, but yeah, because honestly, it's freeze dried. And she's like, you want something more than that, bro? You better go cook it yourself. Because honestly, she's working
1: and she does everything we do and then some. Yeah, she does so much. Yeah.
0: And in fact, I want to try to get her more on this podcast to talk about that very thing. Yeah. But, um, you can take a lot of your excess food, and if you have a freeze dryer, and this is where you may want to team up, especially throughout the winter, because you know, you're not freeze drying your harvest so much around that time, well, it would not be a bad time to make a bunch extra of your meals, freeze dry them, and y'all, i got to be honest with you, that's light years better than just using a dehydrator any day oh, of the week. Oh, yeah, for sure. When you dehydrate, I mean, there's things you can't freeze dry, things you got to buy, I mean, if it's like freeze dry butter and things like that, but there's so many different things you can emulsify it when you have it in a meal already. Yeah. And also what I did find out, if you're gonna reconstitute use if you're gonna freeze dry it, I've noticed that you need to put a lot more salt. And I like to use that Himalayan salt because it's, you know, got a lot of minerals and stuff in there. So you're gonna need more salt when you reconstitute it.
1: Well, also you should be putting more salt in it anyways, because in times like that, your mineral deficiency is probably going to be increased.
0: Uh, that's a really good point there. Yeah. So yeah, if you're if you're just starting out of the gates and you're thinking, okay, yeah, I want to grow like the permaculture pimp daddy. I want to do all this <laughs> stuff. Well, it ain't going to happen overnight, y'all. So if you need to get yourself off and running and get yourself prepared, look, you, should, you will get the biggest sigh of relief if you are unprepared, okay? You go out there, uh, spend whatever money you can and do it as often as you can. Buy some canned goods extra here, there, or you can go buy these dry ingredients and you're gonna save a pile of money. And there's so yeah. many calories in just that I mean, for twenty yeah. bucks, I mean go out there and go get you a bunch of white rice, man. Don't tell me you we got entire nations living off that stuff, entire hemispheres. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, rice and beans, and very rarely do they eat any meat. I know in our Western culture, I mean, you know, if I'm sitting down at the table, I mean, I'm thankful for the Lord for anything we get. But honestly, anytime I sit down at the table, I mean, I always like to eat some meat. Now, your mom, right? Yeah, your mom has been known to try to slip some yeah. stuff in here. You look, I got a lot to cover here, so I better move on. So start there. Okay. Now that you have a homestead, I don't know why, son, I do not know why more homesteaders don't put in orchards or food for us.
1: Yeah, that's a secure way of like food, <laughs> a tree.
0: The only thing that's going to
1: knock that down is potentially a tornado,
0: right? Perennial crops. And then we're here. We are easing into the fall and okay. That's one reason. And not everybody can, you know, do apples and stuff, but here's why I love apples, especially some of the varieties we have is that like the Evercrisp apple is my favorite by far. I don't even think there's a second. So we got plenty of those. You can't just buy those off the shelf. You got to buy the patent on them by the way. So, what I'm getting at with these apples, with the Evercrisp especially, is the fact that when you, not just the Evercrisp, but let's say Arkansas Black, a number of these things will keep forever and yep. a
1: day. Man, we've had Arkansas Blacks. They don't even taste good until you keep yeah. them for however many yeah,
0: months. It, I mean, that thing didn't even start tasting good until, I mean, man, those Arkansas Blacks really don't even start tasting good until you're like, after you've picked it and then you wait about three or four months.
1: I mean, honestly, they suck until, <laughs> yeah. until you wait. Yeah, they're not they're not good they're either. They're not
0: wonderful <laughs> at first, no. But then they get good as time goes on. Yeah. And if you look, there's that old book. Where I remember we bought one for uh, Danny and Wanda down there, Old Southern Apples by Lee Calhoun, where a lot where he writes in that book where a lot of the old apples back in the day, um, before Sherman's March to the Sea, of course, People don't know it, but all through the South was like apple country. And a lot of these apples were grown by slaves. Some of them, they grew from, uh, well, most of them, as I understand it, they grew from seed and they were supplementing what they were eating. Well, a lot of these apples, they would take them, cut them up and put them on a tin roof. And then they had them. That's the beauty. of That's what I love so much about an apple, man. It goes well with savory dishes and goes equally as well with uh, sweet dishes. Yeah, so it I like the it, sweet ones more. But look at it from preparedness. Well, right. Look at it from yeah. a preparedness point. I mean, there was a guy I knew back in Kansas. He would do like his grandpa did. He would basically wrap him in newspaper and bury him straight up in the ground. And just in newspaper? Yeah, just in newspaper. Oh. Now, that's not recommended. There's better ways or probably, I don't know, it's probably these old timers, man, they knew some stuff. <laughs> but that thing kept, He he said that thing would keep for a year doing it that way. That's the way he did it. It could have been a soil type, too. Could have been, yeah. could have been, but also, um, these perennial crops, folks, there's a lot of them out there that you can be putting in and it's the gift that keeps on giving. That's why we've been weaning ourselves off of annuals and trying to find a, a perennial that would, I mean, it's freeing us up to do more work, Yeah. but man, I'll be honest, homesteaders folks, I don't know why. But most homesteaders do not have orchards. They don't have food for us. They don't have any of that. Yeah, I I
1: don't get it either. I think they're so focused on the, oh, I'm going to have to wait however many years before it starts producing fruit, or I can focus on this garden and get fruit this year or food this year. Um, But yeah, you should definitely focus on your tree crops because once they're established, you don't really have to mess with them much. You just harvest. And then it's a for sure harvest
0: for the Life of that tree. Well, back when we talked in the episode about food forest versus a uh, orchard. I mean, from a tactical standpoint, you can't beat a yeah a food, a food forest. forest. I wasn't, I was never a real big fan of them before because I love working in the orchard. So I didn't mind doing the work, but the parts on our property that are most accessible to the road, those are the food forest or
1: here's how clandestine it is. There was an apple on a tree we didn't even know about, and yeah, we've we been didn't checking these it. trees for fruit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, there you go. But just remember, when you're doing that sort of thing, certain geometric shapes stick out. If you're wanting to keep it, make sure you put a row of something that isn't edible closer to the road or where people might access it, because part of it is trying to keep it secret. I mean, you know. So, I mean, folks, think about these trees. Even if you're getting started right now. If you can put in what you can, we have, you can go through all kinds of videos that we've covered regarding orchards. In fact, if you want to see how we're going to be doing it, go meet us out there at this next class. We're going to do, I mean, I know, I know times are a little bit tough for everybody, but you can't beat on the boots, boots on the ground kind of stuff. This
1: is an orchard installation.
0: That's really what it is. Yeah.
1: It's just on top of a swale with more plants.
0: So September 30th, y'all, we're going to what? Leave a link down below where you can go. Yep. It'll yep. be in the show notes. We're going to yeah. show you not only how to do all that, how to put all these other things that are going to benefit that tree, but folks, this is its a dying art. It really is. Uh, there's parts of this that are really, really dying skills, like butchery. You know, we, I can't teach you that through a podcast. You know, I think you're going it's to coming back, up.
1: though. I think butchery yeah, is coming back.
0: I think it is. I mean, I'm being asked uh, that next festival in South Carolina, the farm where you live thing. Um, I'm going to be butchering a pig down there. They were wanting to oh. do the whole thing. And, um, I kind of explained to him, look, man, if you want me to butcher this thing and cook it on the same day, we got our timelines a little yeah. bit off, but I mean, <laughs> a long, I mean, long we, got, day. we got to start early. I- I'm not going to cook it, but they got somebody there to do it. Yeah. Um, cook the whole thing. Another good place to go to get prepared was the LDS or Latter-day Saints, uh, cannery man. That was one of the coolest places around, but hmm. under the Obama administration, they all shut down. How about that? I mean, does that sound like there was a place in Kansas City, man? You could go there and, dude, they weren't even, I don't even know how, they must have bought this stuff in such incredible bulk that they were practically giving it away. All you had to do is go in there and put your hands on it and work. You do the work, you walk out with the food. Um, that doesn't exist anymore, or maybe they do, and maybe they're just uh, more quiet about it. Also, think about putting back things for your pets. Um,
1: yeah. Or your livestock as well, like mineral, uh, think about your mineral before you're like, let's say you bought comfrey and you're planning on that to be your mineral supplement. Whenever times get hard, um, put back mineral until your comfrey is enough to sustain your livestock. And Same if you thing with your, your dogs, they love comfrey tea.
0: How much tree hay did we give them? We, we made oh, tree yeah. hay out of comfrey. Yeah. We did mom, a video on that too.
1: Well, yeah, with the comfrey, and then also at the end of, it was like at the end of spring, mom ended up just dumping the rest of the tree hay she had from the previous year, Right. Because we didn't even use it all.
0: Right. So we had tree hay, and she got that from a number of uh, trees out in the woods, but also we, have, we were making tree hay out of comfrey, more of it as an experiment, because we hadn't seen anybody do that. So we were making like little bales of comfrey that we'd comfrey string bales. together. Yeah. We would make yeah. comfrey hay out of it. So that was another good way for them to get their minerals as well, but be thinking about your pets also. Um, pet food ain't cheap admittedly, but then that's part of the reason why we feed or when I was feeding these animals, they yeah. ate all eggs. Yeah. So your mom had a say on that matter. Well, she's oh. got a say on all of it.
1: Here, yeah. So a little story about your puppy, your intrepid milk boy. Yeah. Uh, got his food stolen by Nala yesterday. Nala came by, walked by, saw the bowl sitting there, ate all the meat out of it. What? And then walked off. That dog,
0: you can't even get her to eat (laughs) half the time anyhow. Man, that little hood rat, man, he's lucky my dog didn't cut that dog in half. I mean. (laughs)
1: Milk boy's boys too soft for that.
0: No, unless you're a coyote, man, and then he's he's going Old Testament on you. All right. Well, let's think about other things because we're going to move on here before too long. Y'all, this is a big one. And we kind of covered one of the news stories on that is how you going to heat that place? How you going to heat your place? once again grid down. Can't have a fire out there, but if you have a stove in your house with a blower, how you going to run that blower? I mean, because honestly, yeah. son, the one we have in our house right now, I that mean needs that needs electricity. Well, yeah. the blower does. Yeah. And it's so well insulated. That it would just go all out the stack without that blower. So we have means; we have several means to power that blower. Mm-hmm. Should it be a ground, a, a grid down type of thing? Also, if we're talking about as bad a winter as some of their, some of these people are predicting, you might want to think about how you're going to supplement heat in your greenhouse. Do you have a way to do that? Right. And son, I don't know that we got time to mess with it, but I'm hoping we do what I'd like to do throughout this. Uh, this winter is do a whole house rocket stove, and have it go underground inside that greenhouse. I'd yeah, really that would like, be
1: awesome. I would like that to would get that cool. done.
0: I don't think it would take forever in a day to get it done, but I like to. Um, Paul Wheaton has done extraordinary work on that, and the people we have that, that book. Yeah, uh, Erica Wisner and I can't remember the other guy, or the the guy. Um, and I've seen the, I've seen it. I've seen the diagrams. And I know that this can probably be adapt for, adapted for a greenhouse. So I'm thinking the aisle down the middle, we can dig that up, put it yeah. down there. I'm not sure that it's ever been done the way I'm thought. I'm thinking about doing it. And maybe I'll find a way to reach out to Paul Wheaton, maybe even get him on the pimp cast and see about maybe um, <laughs> if they've done this sort of thing. I saw a video where some people did it, but I don't believe they were following the directions. And I'm not sure it's working out the way they intended. Yeah, But that... I mean, that rocket stove, man, that seems to be, if we're going to have a the winner of discontent, as Shakespeare put it, I've said that for three podcasts now, so hint, hint. If we're going to have that and it's going to be nasty, man, we're going to need some pretty incredible ways to keep our stuff even in the greenhouse. I mean, it can yeah. only get so cold up in there and it's only going to store so much heat. So that's really something, if there's anything that's got me awake at night, it's like, how do we keep that high tunnel kicking? I, the think winter and I think will we will do, do well
1: it. in the winter, though, because we get a lot of sun during the winter and just our location, our specific location. I think we'll still do winter, especially once that back berm gets fully charged, like gets thermally charged. I think we'll do. I think we'll
0: do. Well, fun. I don't know that it's going to get thermally charged because it's not actually within the greenhouse. If we built it more like a wafati type thing, then I yeah. think we would have the benefit of that. But look, we I mean, honestly, I think
1: that's a wallopini,
0: isn't it? Oh, Fadi's well, yeah.
1: the one you live in, right?
0: I'm not sure. One of those ones It's one basically an earth based uh, greenhouse. I probably got it backwards. I've never built one, but I do know based on that last greenhouse we put up by the barn is it definitely had it definitely had some weaknesses. Yeah. But this yeah. one here, I want to correct. And I know that we could with all the deadfall we got around here. I mean, we could kick that rocket stove in Oh, forever and
1: have that thing. We could run it forever on the deadfall.
0: Right. But it's not just heating your house and heating yourself. Yeah. Uh, Folks, be thinking maybe with all the energy. I mean, look at the energy prices. They're charging like a dollar per kilowatt hour in some places over in Mm -hmm. Europe right now. I mean, folks, when it gets to that point, people start revolutions. People are refusing to pay. Well, yeah, they're going to cut them off. Yeah, but this is this is the point at which you start revolutions. This is when this sort of thing happens. And if you're thinking, "Oh, I live in the United States of Amnesia, I'm insulated against all this," well, I got news for you. That chicken, whatever you see happen in Europe, you just hold you just hold steady. It's coming this way. Man, this is one eclectic show, man. When you're playing <laughs> yeah, that last you pick song this and now too. you got, yeah, I got, ain't no way I'm not playing See, David Allen Coe. That's a jam now, right there, son.
1: Everybody in the house has to pick, pick music now. I've picked music. You've picked music. Mom needs to pick music. There's
0: not a person in this listening audience that doesn't dig what I just played.
1: Yeah. Just the difference, the vast difference between the first song and the second song. And then the last episode in this episode.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, we have a mortal technique. technique. (laughs) (laughs) Well, man, if you look through my phone, man, it's, (laughs) it's honestly, there's a lot of music in there and I'm going to try to play more of that too. try to get, I, People still want mom to pick music. Yeah. We'll go ahead and look. Yeah. Be get ready for disappointment. We'll go ahead and do that. Yeah. You be careful what you wish for. All right. First, right out, (laughs) right out in the Q and a, we got Vincent. Um, uh, let's see here. I saw you, I saw your pig processing video. Does it work? (laughs) Sorry, Vincent. He says, does it work on rabbits? <laughs> okay okay um <laughs> you better break out that exacto knife <laughs> okay Vincent. i'm sorry man i don't know if you were serious about that or um sorry bro no, something- i don't
1: think he was serious about that
0: I don't know, man. He might have been. I mean. That would be
1: impressive. If you do that, please film it and send it to us or put it on YouTube and let us know.
0: You know what? I think maybe I'll reach out to (laughs) to Leatherman. I'm going to reach out to Leatherman and see if I can break this thing down into primals. I'm going to see if I'm going to take this rabbit. Actually, I got Actually, you
1: could do primals. Sub primals would be. A Little more difficult. I wonder if I could
0: make some pork chops off a of rabbit, man. Oh, dude, man. that would be actually a pretty good video. Actually, man.
1: hey, there are YouTube channels that do like the miniature versions of like cooking, so they'll really have like a miniature pan, it's like finger sized And uh, you could, I guess, send them some uh rabbit pork chops or rabbit chops, dude. I, I'm gonna French out some rabbit ribs. Oh my
0: god, I'm gonna see if John, you, you don't have dental floss thin enough. Dude, I'm going to I'm going to see if John will let me do that. Okay, man, to your question, um
1: the maybe? skin comes off like a sock. Um I like mean, if you get asking- the head off, if you get the paws off, get the tail off, and then you pinch the back, the skin on the back, stab that through, put your fingers through on either side and then pull them apart. The skin comes off, the organs kind of fall out. You can pull everything out. Um and then you have like, uh, that's a meal from kind of a meal for me.
0: I could be wrong here, Vince, Vincent, but you ain't going to need a gamble on those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You better be able to hold that. thing. You ain't going to need that bone saw either. nephew. <laughs> you, you, you ain't gonna, there's a couple of things you ain't going to need getting this done, <laughs> but um,
1: you won't have to purchase a
0: thing. <laughs> no, no. But Hey man, yeah. Doing a rabbit, there's more efficient ways of doing it, but I got to say, man, I don't know if you were kidding or not, but if you weren't, and I'm sorry, I'm really not trying to, I'm not trying to make fun of you this really, but man, come on, dude, this is funny. <laughs> so just laugh with us, man. Um, yeah.
1: We're not making fun of you. It is an honestly funny question. It and really in, is. in a year, you'll be laughing as well. Yeah,
0: don't worry. Once you do a little bit of butchery, man, you're going to realize, <laughs> dude, I'll watch watch this dude show up as self-reliance, <laughs> hey, man. Don't
1: use a 22 either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no,
0: no, no, there's easy ways to do that. Yeah. Okay. Elena says, um, are you going to have a, well, speaking of self-reliance, do you have a booth Self-reliance because I only do cash. Um, yeah, yep. Yeah, we're gonna be out there, we're gonna have a booth. Um, we try to bring one to just about every festival we go, we always have um we have our wares. Um and um if you're right there, it seems like everybody that buys from us, you also get something of a de facto consultation about something or another.
1: Right. Yeah, usually and I think we need to set up two tables one side for people that are purchasing stuff and then one side for consultations like people who have questions because the people there are some people who come by and intending to purchase something but they don't because there's somebody asking like a like a longer question so they just walk on by and then they just don't get the time to come back and purchase something
0: well and for some of you folks saying well why aren't you you know why aren't you giving this stuff away which you know Look, this is how, for us to go to these festivals, y'all, it ain't cheap. Yeah, we don't get paid to go to these festivals. Have we gotten paid for a single one of these festivals? No, well, we've been, actually, people have offered to pay us, and I've declined. I don't think we've
1: been paid for a single one of these festivals that we've been to, other
0: than the money that we
1: generated ourselves while
0: there. Exactly, and so we do bring... we we bring our we, we bring the stuff that we sell because we believe in it, and we know it's good quality stuff. So, yeah, we do bring it, yeah. and this is how we are able to go to these festivals. We have been paid. I mean, um, thus far, I mean, we, we haven't been paid. People no, have offered us. No, we haven't been us. paid. And I'm been... like, I believe enough in what we have, and if you believe enough in our – the only exchange is, hey, just let us set up a booth. So, yeah, we have stuff, and we take cash. Um, we can run cards now. Yeah, we um, can. When I say we, I mean, I'm talking about them. Um, usually Kendra, your cousin's out there running that thing. Yeah, is
1: she going with you to self-reliance? She should go to self-reliance. I don't,
0: I don't think so. Um, your mom's going to go this time, and I think we're going to pick up Eric at the airport. Oh, right, um, Eric's going. Yeah, okay. Eric's going to be going there. So Eric Sider's going to be there too, y'all. Um, wicked smart, good friend of mine. Yeah, uh, y'all need
1: to ask him questions.
0: Yeah, so Eric... Um, we're going to post you up at this booth. Yep. You're going to help us out, homie. Um, for a little yep. bit, um yeah, <laughs> you're staying in this Airbnb, bro. You gotta, we gotta earn your keep. No, <laughs> no we're going to, we're going to have you out there. Eric's going to be there. Um, Justin from Metcalf Mills is even talking about going there. So yeah, we're going to be at the self-reliance. I know Justin for sure is going to be at the, and hopefully he's got a mill with him. Um, he's talking about bringing it. Um, he's had some real trouble. Back to the land, yeah. Back to the land. He's gonna be out there. I think it's where he's gonna do his uh, his coming out party for this thing. Hold on, hold on. Can't call it that. That's exactly what it is. No. for this machine. It's been hijacked. Coming out party, Dad. Yeah, for the machine. His dude, unveiling. I ain't talking about, okay, unveil, his well, unveiling. Hey, that probably means something different these days too. Well, you know? not yet. Yeah, <laughs> unveiling probably be another word for a streaker or something. Thomas <laughs> T says, uh, "Why." Okay, Gus. It goes back to that last question: Why aren't you giving away any stuff? I'm like, dude, what do you mean? Why am I not Whoa. giving away stuff? Well, what? I don't. I don't really know where you're going with this, Thomas T. Um, look, I, we don't talk Maybe about. We
1: should vet these questions a little bit. Well, better no, no, we no.
0: I'm, I'm not going to run. I'm not going to run from anything. Um, no, I'm not saying is,
1: run from it. It's just, I guess you need to ask a more specific question. Thomas. Well,
0: I mean, if you're I guess to a certain extent I'm I'm not a person that's easily offended but I guess I take issue with the fact that um we got three pigs out there we're giving away, okay? We give away a lot of stuff. We give away a lot of money. Um we give away probably more than we actually keep. We've given away and we don't talk about this. We give away a lot. But like my Lord and Savior says, you know, you sit here and tell everybody and you go out here to be known of men. Well, that's your reward. And I'm trying to set up rewards for me on high in a higher place than this is ever going to be. And there's a lot of things we do from a philanthropic uh, point of view. And we just don't talk about it. Um, there are times we've enlisted the help of the audience. And like we said before, all Oh the money. yeah.
1: Y'all have been a, a part of a few projects. Yeah. A massive yeah. blessing. Yes. Yeah. You guys have been awesome.
0: And and, folks, I will say, um, like, all the money that comes in for Super Chat, YouTube takes 30% of it, but we still give the entire amount that you gave. So we eat that cost, you know, ourselves. So every time – I mean, it's not eating the cost. I mean, it's – to because every dime that comes in goes to Veterans for Child Rescue. So um, every time we're live, that's where it goes. So, yeah, we give away a lot. We give, we give away more than – I'll guarantee you we're giving away way more than those purple people any day of the week. (laughs) I can promise you that. And like I said, you there's part of, we don't drive new vehicles. We don't drive new stuff. We don't, we don't have any of that stuff. I would rather.
1: Yeah. When you see me pull up in a new vehicle for like consultations, I it's rented, rented that it. vehicle. Yeah, I rented that thing. Yeah, you, you can I guarantee it's a rented vehicle.
0: Yeah, because um, we very seldom take our own vehicles because they're that old, you know. Our yeah. most reliable vehicles
1: 22 years old. I remember Ke- Kevin Fraser's wife was making fun of me. Still makes fun of me over that tiny vehicle I pulled up in, that tiny car I pulled up in. That thing was ridiculous. This thing was supposed to be a full-sized vehicle. Nobody <laughs> a European woman was making fun of me about a tiny vehicle. <laughs> that thing wasn't full size.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, you kind of getting out of one of them cars. is kind of ridiculous though. So. Yeah. All right, <laughs> we'll end with Vicky here. She says, basically in light of everything going on, and I'm kind of condensing your responses here, folks, um, in light of everything going on, are you afraid son? Let's start with you. Um, no,
1: not really. I mean, there's not really anything. We can't be any more prepared. Really? No, we can't. Um, you, can
0: you can always be more prepared. I mean, nobody ever well, thinks yeah. they've arrived in, arrived in preparedness.
1: Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I could keep... No, I mean, there's no reason to be afraid at all. There really isn't.
0: No, I, it helps. Honestly, that's why I was saying, if you're, if you're right out of the gates and you're like, man, I have no idea what to do, you'd be shocked at how well you feel if you just go out there Go buy some Mylar bags, get some five gallon buckets, get some oxygen absorbers. You can usually buy them in a pack, um, you know, online somewhere, and go get yourself some beans and rice and put that stuff in buckets. Do it right. We did well, videos on it. I'm also
1: saying I'm not afraid as a twenty-seven year old male with no kids. So, I mean, that's that's a different point of view as well. Well, it's so funny. It's cause... not it's not like I have a a whole gang of uh Dependence or anything.
0: Well, like it's so. funny because I, I talked to one of my best friends back in Kansas City just the other day, and a lot of the stuff that's going on in this world, man, absolutely, I mean, he could tell you everything that happened around circa 1776, but he can't tell you what's going on that didn't, if he didn't see it on Fox News, he doesn't know about it. And I'm telling him this stuff and he's asking me, can I provide information? I'm like, dude, where are you getting your news? (laughs) How do you not (laughs) know about this? And he's listening to these mainstream prostitutes and has no idea why he's so misinformed. I'm telling him this stuff and I'm like, dude, I will send you the information. I sent it. Now, is he going to do anything about it? Now, he's got what four kids and counting, five kids actually. Dang, already? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. dude, I think she's got the gestation period of uh like Ten. six months or something Dead. like that. No, no, I'm I am i am more starting to wonder, man, because they're kick, they're kicking these babies out quicker than they ought to. Um But yeah, I mean, and then honestly at the end of the day, you're doing everything I can. And also it helps when your soul is prepared. Um You know, if you're asking me if I'm afraid, you know, I'll go back to I, I every day I say Psalm 91, you know. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but that, but it shall not come nigh thee. You know it helps. I'm not using that as a talisman. I know at the end of the day, for me, my soul is prepared. I'm gonna. And that that is not a reason. Not a lot of the escapism that I see coming out of a lot of the evangelicals I know, where you think you're going to escape all this. Well, you might want to think about preparing because you just might maybe you're not right. Maybe your doctrine's wrong, whatever the case may be. Or maybe your timing is off. Take your pick. I don't know. But it I'm supposed to occupy until he comes, okay? So when you get down to it, what really what really, really when you're, when, you're, when you're straight with the Lord, okay, you don't worry about things. Maybe you still have your concerns. You have your worries. I'd be lying if I said I didn't. And then when you prepare, instead of going on vacation all the time, you're a little bit closer in that realm as well. And then, and then you're always wondering in the background, okay, what did I miss? Okay, did I do this? Did I do that? Have, have we trained enough? Have we done all this? You can sit here and worry yourself to death. And you know what? Wouldn't be the first time I was completely wrong about what's going to happen either. Um, I've, I wasn't one of the people that fell for the Y2K thing. It was just pretty obvious. It seemed that way to me. And, but I was mildly concerned. At this point, honestly, I don't know what else. There are holes that I'm filling right now that I know that we're you know in the middle of right now. But all the things we talked about here, y'all, are things we've done and things we do. And you can get yourself off and running. So at the end of the day, stay alert, stay alive, y'all. We'll see you next time.